I'm Danny, that witch next door. And you're listening to That Witch Podcast. Hello and welcome, welcome, welcome to another magical week here in the witchy neighborhood. It's time for another episode that's two in one week. Fuck yes. Of That Witch Podcast. I'm Danny. I'm That Witch Next Door. I am your guide, your host, your mentor, and instructor in all things magic, witchcraft, astrology, and spiritual business. <sighs> Folks, I'm excited today. I am feeling some good energy today. Uh, the moon is currently in Aquarius if you're listening to this toward the beginning of the day on Friday, October 15th. But this evening, the moon is going to be making her way into the sign of dreamy, dreamy Pisces. So what are you doing today? What super fun, imaginative space travel shit are you doing today? I love Aquarius moon and I love Aquarius moon heading into Pisces. It is a very, very fun time. It's a great time to get super deep and weird in your conversations. Okay. Um, that is my favorite part about Aquarius moons is it really gets everybody to just like open up and talk about the weird shit. On top of that, we are nearing Scorpio season. Things are thinning. The veil is definitely, definitely thinning. And things are getting more and more paranormal. No, if you're a death witch, you're like, it's always like this. Ah, no, but it's also the veil super duper thins, okay? Um, if you feel more sensitive right now in whatever way, shape, or form that term resonates with you, that is very, very likely why. And with the moon heading into Pisces, when whenever the moon is in Pisces or especially just a water sign during a really deep time like this, when the veil is at its thinnest coming up in Scorpio season, um, you know, it's very, very likely and very normal and very valid to be feeling super sensitive in all senses of the word, okay? You might be a little bit scattered. You might be a little bit skittish. You might feel a little jumpy right now. You might feel a little weepy. You might feel a little defensive. You might just be noticing things. Your eyes might just feel big right now because you just keep feeling like you're sensing things. Um, last week in the kitchen, I 1000% thought my husband was standing right behind me and I turned around to talk to him and he was not in the room and then he walked in the room. So I had a very strong presence standing right behind me. It was not a bad presence. It was not a heavy presence. It was just very present. <laughs> it's just fucking there and super physical. So if this fits with you, if you are feeling this way too right now, you probably also have a lot of, uh, a lot or very significant Scorpio placements in your chart. Okay. Um, and again, whenever we, whenever we talk about this kind of spiritual sensitivity, a lot of water signs are definitely going to resonate in general with this information. Okay. Now, 
on to today's episode. Today is a super fun Fundamentals of Magic episode. And as you saw in the title, today is all about my favorite books of magic, all of my favorite witchcraft and astrology books. Now, I, looking at my stack here, I did leave two of my favorite astrology books upstairs, but I'm still going to mention them and I'm still going to leave their names and links in the description for the episode for you so that if you would like to go purchase these books, you can. I want to put out one big fat disclaimer for you. Um, None of these books are exhaustive resources, okay? None of them are the end-all, be-all resource for whatever subject it is that they are about. I love to look at all books as simply another doorway. You open it and you enter that doorway and you leave through another doorway. That is what a good resource and educational text should do for you. It should make you want more for the subject. It should never make you feel like, done. I am so completely expertified. I am just the most expertest of experts that there ever could have ever expert have been. How'd you like all those made up words? <laughs> um, now, for realsies though. All educational texts should just ignite even more curiosity and even more thirst for education and learning, okay? And I personally feel like, yep, looking at the stack of books, I personally feel like every single one of these does just that. Now, we're going to just start at the top here in literally no particular order because I grabbed these at random off of my bookshelf and then carried down this dangerously awkwardly stacked pile and surprisingly didn't drop any. Okay, first up is A Little Bit of Astrology by Colin Bedell. Colin Bedell If that name sounds familiar at all to you, that's because this is an absolute wonder angel of a human being. Colin is on Instagram at Queer Cosmos, and he is one of my all-time favorite mentors and astrologers that I really, really look up to. He specifically discusses astrology through the scope of relational behavior and relational habits. habits. And his work is extremely transformative. This is the only book by him that I have so far. It's this nice, seriously super cute little pocketbook almost. Um, And it, it so rightfully so is titled A Little Bit of Astrology, An Introduction to the Zodiac. And it is just that. And not only is it this like beautiful, comprehensive little guide um, of an introduction to the Zodiac Wheel, but it is all through Colin's extremely unique lens. And I highly, highly, highly recommend this book, okay? I also highly, highly recommend that you follow along with Colin um, if you're not doing so already. He's pretty big, so you very, very well may have already heard of him. But um, that is someone I very much fangirl over. (laughs) All right, the next book, my loves is The Witch's Book of Self-Care. This one is by Erin Murphy Hiscock. And she is also the author of The Green Witch. And she's also the author of another book that I will be discussing 
much later in the pile from how I stacked it up, but I probably should have put her together. Sorry. But the uh, witch's book of self-care is honestly such a simple and yet massively profound witch's text. I got this book for Christmas. I asked for the other book that I have later on in the pile. And I, I ended up receiving it, but not for another, I believe, a year later. I think it was only one year later. Um, I was first instead gifted this. And after maybe, maybe the first chapter or two, I realized, oh, this is definitely why this book came to me here first um, before the other one. This is one of my favorite witchcraft mindset books that you can read. Okay, this book of self-care really ultimately does wonders of transformation for your mindfulness practice in general. And just like um, the last episode on Tuesday, it really reinforces the concept that we talked about, about the power of ritual, big and small. Not only this book, similar to Collins, um, also a quaint little text, right? It's not the meatiest book that we've ever seen. I like this though, because it makes books like this super, super affordable. Um, um, and also easy to store, right? You can fit a lot more books like this on your shelf because they're thinner. <laughs> but this, for being such the, the quaint little text that it is, it is jam packed with rituals and journal prompts and exercises. As a professional witch, by the way, it is one of the most inspiring books for me because I absolutely aspire to become a witchy author as well <clears throat> in my career. And so the way that she was able to give information in such an accessible way that it resonated with no matter the experience level. I mean, you could be practicing for a month and read this. You could have been practicing for 30 years and read this and still massively benefit from the contents of this book. So I absolutely love the um, the Witch's Book of Self-Care. I find that it is often on a lot, a lot, a lot of people's wish lists or reading lists take this as your sign to move forward with it or put it on your, put it on your holiday Christmas or, or Yule gift list now because it's a really good one. It's really good. Okay. They're all really good. I'm going to say that about every single one of them. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to be just as excited and passionate about every single one of them, just so you know. Okay. Next, we've got Cunningham's Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs, okay? This is a really good example of a resource text that is not whole and complete, okay? There's going to be herbs and plants that you look up in the book and it's not in there, okay? It's going to happen. However, it is a wonderful starting point. It is a what I would call a very, very well-rounded starting point. If you are a green witch, if you're a kitchen witch, if you're interested in any kind of herbalism at all um, when it comes to magical use, you want this book. Most herbalists, if you've noticed, most herbalism books that you get are for more medicinal herbalism, which is also a great resource to educate yourself on. But this is specifically an educational text um, 
describing the magical qualities and the magical traits as well as magical folklore with each of the plants that are contained in this book. So valuable. I love this one. Pretty easy to find this one used, by the way, because it's an oldie. And I don't know what year that it was made. I wonder if it's super easy to see. 1997. So it's, you know, almost 30 years old. So it's pretty easy to find that one used at a thrift store or an app like Thrift Books. I'll also link uh, Thrift Books. I love thrift, thrift Books for tons and tons of books. It is hit and miss with the spirituality books. It depends. I've been able to find great used deals on there and texts that are really popular and I'm shocked that they weren't on thrift books. So keep that in mind. Um, if you also have a book, local book consignment store or just in general, uh, local thrift stores that sell books, always a great place to check for new spiritual witchcraft, anything like that kind of book. Okay. Next, this is a chonky boy. All right. Boom. Did you hear that? Okay. I did it on purpose. This is the Encyclopedia of 5,000 Spells, the ultimate reference book for the magical arts by Judica Isles or Eles. And I apologize ahead of time right now if I pronounce any of these authors' names incorrectly. I really hate doing that. Okay. This is huge. It's like as big as a Bible. And it kind of is like a Bible. Just kidding. It is a wonderful source of inspiration. I encourage you, if you get this book, to read through her warning at the very, very beginning page. I'll show you. If you're on YouTube, that is. Make sure you read through the warning page. And also read through the preface, okay? She has a preface and she has an introduction. I am not usually, especially the introduction, it's okay to skip the preface if you're going to skip it, but skip it, but specifically read the warning and read the introduction. I also am a person that always skips those as well, okay? I do too. But um, her disclaimers in here, I think are really important. She also goes into her own ethics and her own research journey and how she acquired these different spells, okay? These, she says in there, like, I am not here to advocate or talk about or debate whether witchcraft is real or not, whether these spells work or not, anything like that. I'm not here to do that. What I'm here to do is to just, I compiled the information and I'm giving it to you. And I think in some point in there, she mentions that it's really um, from a historical standpoint and historical use. Personally, I find that that aspect of it absolutely fascinating. But what I do is I use these spells as inspiration. Let me repeat that. I use these spells as inspiration. And guess what? Are you ready for a huge truth bomb? I always use spells as inspiration. I never, ever, ever have once performed a spell to an exact recipe that it was given to me. For a multitude of reasons, sometimes I do it on purpose and sometimes I don't even do that on purpose. But the main reason is that you should always be doing this from your own self, from your own source of power and through your own magic, okay? Um, and so what this is, is a wonderful resource of inspiration. 
the spells are sorted by intention. So right now I just flipped to the dream spells and there's potions and sachets and ointments and here's a bead spell and a charm, okay? Then I flip to the next section. Now I'm into, I just like grabbed a random chunk. Now I'm into healing spells. Here's a spell of protection. Here's a rosemary infusion of power. Here's, uh, let's see over here, a talisman distance healing spell. Okay, let's flip again. Now I'm into marriage and divorce spells. Now I'm in money spells, protection. There's a ton. There are, let's see, I'm in the index now. There's 1,100 pages in this book. It's a chunky. And for how chunky it is, it is very affordable. In the U.S., it's $34.99. That's the cover price, okay? Not bad. I use this thing a lot. Okay. We've talked about this on several episodes. We're not going to go into much depth because of that. Magical Astrology by Sky Alexander. I believe it's the How to Study Astrology episode that I go into depth on this one, okay? Important. Um, I love this book. It is about the same length as that witch's book of self-care and just as packed full of value. It's a different author though. It's just a similar shape. I think they have the same author or not author, publisher. And no, they don't. They're just similar in shape. Okay. But different authors. This one's Sky Alexander, Magical Astrology. This is taking not only astrology basics, but also applying them to magic rituals, magical mindset. Okay. Witchcraft practice. This was the very first one I ever got. My husband gave this book to me. It's called Spells for the Solitary Witch by Eileen Holland. Eileen Holland is a pretty well-known author. She's kind of up there with Scott Cunningham. He's, I don't know how long Eileen's been writing. Probably a pretty similar amount of time. Scott Cunningham has been a Wicca and witchcraft author forever. And I personally don't identify Wicca at all, um, but I find myself resonating with a good amount of his information. And um, so I do have a couple of books by Scott Cunningham here today, but you very well may have heard of him. Eileen Holland, you may have heard of her as well. I really like this book. This is really good for um, solitary practitioners specifically. there are many of us that practice in groups or practice with friends. I think that reading Spells for the Solitary Witch is a wonderful way to empower yourself. In fact, this little duo right here, which is Book of Self-Care, read this first, then read Spells for the Solitary Witch. This is kind of a good combo, especially if you're a beginner just getting started. Next, I brought two of my favorite kitchen magic books. Supermarket Magic. And this is by Michael Fury. And then this one is Wicca in the Kitchen by Scott Cunningham. Again, not Wiccan. However, love the Wheel of the Year, the Sabbath recipes in here. So there's recipes for Yule and Samhain and Maybon. And I love it. I just named all three of the winter Sabbaths and they're my favorite, but still. Um, It's a really, really great source. It also has a list for the astrological signs and different foods that are associated with them. And I love it. It's really, really fascinating way to incorporate your astrological placements and astrological energy in general into your food and kitchen magic. Okay. 
okay? And then supermarket magic, the basis behind this is, this is all about practical modern witchcraft. This was one of the first books that inspired that witch next door because I also wanted to offer this really practical, really accessible information specifically to the modern witch or the modern practitioner. So that's what this is. This is a collection of spells and rituals and recipes and things like that with items that you can find at your everyday local grocery store or supermarket. Last couple. Next, I love this one. You may have already seen this on my Instagram as well. This is written by the same author as The Witch's Book of Self-Care, and this is called The House Witch. This is also written by Erin Murphy Hiscock, and um, again, she also writes The Green Witch. That's the only one that I don't have, and I am a green witch, but you know that I it's I don't super, super hard identify with that. Um, I, do, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm a green witch. I practice a lot of green magic. That's a good way to um, categorize it or identify I do resonate very strongly with house magic, hearth magic, um, and therefore very much consider myself a home and hearth witch. This is an amazingly powerful book as well because this is all about really harnessing, really, really honoring and amplifying magic that comes from the very heart of yourself, your home. Okay. I absolutely love that book. And finally, I know I show it to you all the time, but I can't not because we have new listeners every week, everybody. Okay. So once again, last, but certainly not least, a classic favorite around here at That Witch Podcast is Llewellyn's complete book of correspondences. This is another nice, chunky, chunky one and still very affordable cover price, $29.99 US. Okay. Um, it's a giant cross reference guide. So you could go to the astrological section. You could go to the gems and crystals section, the plants and herbs, the trees. You could go to the colors section. You go to the section about the days of the week or the section about moon phases or the section about numerology or the one about runes or tarot cards. I could go on and on. And it will tell you within each of those sections, within each of those, every single individual itemized, each crystal, each herb, each item, okay, that it talks about, it will give you everything else that corresponds to that. So for example, who are we turning to today? I turn to the plant kingdom and right here at the top of the page, I turn to the plant skull cap. Okay, it gives all of the different names for Skullcap. Skullcap is associated with the zodiac sign Virgo. It's ruled by the planet Saturn. Its energy is yin energy. It's associated with the element of water. Its tarot card it's associated with is the star. And the issues, intentions, and powers associated with Skullcap, the herb again, are calmness, concentration, focus, creativity, fear, fidelity, healing, the home, love, soothing the mind, peace, and alleviating stress. That was just one thing. I hope you're watching YouTube. That was just one section right here. That was just the skull cap section. Look at how many sections there are. And at the very beginning, the first section you go to are the issues, intentions, and powers. So you can flip to, okay, I want to um, create a spell or a ritual for new beginnings. So I flip to the section for beginnings and I learn all about the different tools, different energies, 
that are associated with that intention so that I can therefore create an organic ritual myself, or I could create an organic offering for my altar all by myself. Okay. This thing is just a fucking well of information. I love it. Now, last but not least, the last two references that I want to show and tell everybody is, and we've talked about them a lot too, but again, new listeners, the Honeycomb Collective Personal Astrological Almanac. I buy it in the full year, but you can also buy it in six months in increments. You input your own natal chart information and you get back a personalized almanac that not only shows all of the collective transits that are happening just in general on each date and the time and degree that they're happening, it also shows all of those transits and the different aspects it makes to your specific natal chart. This is how I plan and understand my life, you guys. I will never not have this almanac. I will buy it every year, always. And finally, another one that I will never not purchase is my lovely Magic of Eye Astrological Planner. Not only is this just a regular old planner um, with calendars and, and weekly breakdowns so you can schedule your life and plan everything out, it also has the major astrological transits currently happening the moon sign, the moon phases, all of the full and new moons, all of the eclipses are also in there. It has a mini textbook at the beginning, breaking down all the basic aspects of the astrological or zodiac chart, um, as well as journaling pages, a journal page for every new moon, every full moon, and monthly forecasting and planning ahead. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this one. This was a super fast, but really, really fun episode to do. I love talking about books. Have you read any of these? Do you use any of these books? And most importantly, will you please send me your book recommendations? I would love to do a part two of this episode with a whole new chunk of books to review. You can send those suggestions and nominations to thatwitchnextdoor at gmail.com. This was a really, really fun first, second, week episode. You see what I'm trying to say? Thank you for joining me on this fun bonus Friday. I will see you next week on Tuesday. And until then, have a super magical weekend, everybody. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's episode of That Witch Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard here today, I would be really grateful if you would head over to iTunes right now and leave a super nice five-star review. You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at thatwitch.nextdoor. I love connecting with all of you outside the show. Keep those questions, keep those comments coming. You can send fan art, suggestions for topics on the show. You can nominate people to be interviewed on the show. Send anything like that to thatwitchnextdoor at gmail.com. And if you'd like to work together, I am offering a really amazing mentorship program. I'm only offering a very, very limited number of spots. You can submit your application and learn more on my website. And you can also book a one-on-one -on -one session with me at thatwitchnextdoor.com. Thank you so much again, and I'll see you all next week. 